Welcome to the Provost Perspective. My name is Patrick. This podcast is dedicated to the opinions, thoughts, and experiences of my wife, Carolyn, and I's journey through marriage, children, and life as a whole. While the topics we discuss may be varied, we will do our best to orbit around marriage, relationships, love, and family. Welcome again, and we hope you enjoy. All right. Um, so what are we doing this week, dear? Uh, I guess we're going to roll through some questions. How many good, we got? Good questions to ask to strengthen your marriage or relationship. Uh, looks like we have nine. Nine questions? May or may not get through all of them, depending on uh, how lengthy our answers get. Knowing Since us, we tend to ramble. <laughs> probably pretty lengthy. Yep. All right, where we go? Shoot. All right. Question one. What are some things that we used to do that you would like to do again? And what did you enjoy most about those things or thing? Things we used to do that I'd like to do again. I don't know, because we really haven't changed. Well, no, I don't, I don't think there really is anything, because we do this kind of the same stuff we've always done. You know what I mean? It's not like we went on, like, lavish vacations and stuff. And, no. <laughs> you know, we've always kind of been homebodies. We've always kind of played video games and spent time with the family. And, yeah, we still play games together. And Yeah. I'm, the th- there's things I would like to do that we haven't done before, um, which we've talked about. Like right. going hiking, going climbing, going to amusement parks, you know, stuff that we won with the age of the kids that they were. And, I mean, we were perpetually having children for a while there. Yeah, um, for, yeah, yeah. I think I was um, pregnant for like 10 years there. <laughs> yeah. So now that we're kind of over that hump, there's stuff I'd like to include, but like stuff we used to do, I don't really know if there is anything. Gardening, I guess, maybe. No, we never did that together, though. Yeah. Because I don't like it. No, you don't. Because it's <laughs> Me outside. Me and plants, it's not It's a not thing. even the plants. It's outside and bugs. Oh, by yeah. the way, uh, speaking of plants, Uh-oh. totally not related and totally a squirrel, but there's a plant that has, uh, it's a robotic plant pot that has feet um like little spider legs or whatever oh i've seen this and it will chase you and yell at you when it needs water or sunlight it'll chase the sunlight yeah Uh i was like carolyn that's exactly what i need so my plants don't die because if it's yelling at me hey feed me oh (laughs) fuck okay (laughs) see that's why my kids get fed because they come and yell at me plants don't speak so you know it's pretty funny anyway um so i actually have one thing What's that? That we used to do that I wish we still did. And I think I've mentioned it once before, a while back. Um, But we used to sit in bed at night with your laptop, with the lights out, late at night, but we weren't quite ready for bed yet. And we would look through each other's old pictures, and we would tell each other the stories behind those pictures and talk about life and just look at random things. And it wasn't even online because we weren't really... The trolling of YouTube way back then, you know, because it wasn't really a big thing. Yeah. It was just pictures, and you would show me some of your old stories and things you used to write, and I kind of miss sitting in bed and just talking. Yeah. So that's something I would love to do again. Well, I mean, maybe not every night anymore, because. Probably have to get to the point where we're going to bed before midnight. Um, oh, that sucks. Because you always <laughs> want to do that. Like we had, we've been up way past when we're supposed to, and we need yeah, to go to sleep. And I you're know. like, "Let's talk." And I'm like, "No, I want to sleep." <laughs> so 
So. I try. Then he passes out on me, and it's, yeah. you know. And then she ends up talking to herself for 20 minutes because she didn't realize I fell asleep. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then I'm like, are you going to answer me? And then you don't. And I'm like, ah, well, fuck you, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number two. All right. Um, what things about our life together make you happy? How frequently do you notice these things? Um, so the things that in our life that make me happy are, um, really it's like little acts of service. Um, you know, so like when you bring me cups of coffee or you used to bring me cups of coffee in bed, you (laughs) did the other day and I was like, oh my God, that's the thing. Uh, when you bring me dinner and I'm in the middle of work or whatever, you'll bring me dinner or bring me a drink or, um, you know, things like that. Like those are things that I definitely appreciate. Um, and I pretty much notice them all the time. I don't always say something, and I could definitely get better at saying something, but it's definitely uh, something I can I, I do appreciate. I notice when you do chores, and I think it's because I don't allow you to do a lot of chores because yeah. I don't feel like anyone in the house does them correctly, except allow, for me. Allow isn't the right word. <laughs> I, I know. It, uh, but anyway. I, I'm the person that's going to rearrange the dishwasher after you load it, so... For me, it's like when you get up and you take the trash out and I didn't ask you or tell you that it needed to go out, you know? I know it seems stupid or silly, but like when you did dishes the other day, just randomly for no reason, I'm like, oh, well, thanks. Now I don't have to do it. (laughs) It It's really nice. And I appreciate it. Are there other things that uh, we, we used to do that you wish kind of like in that same vein in the same realm like so like um, for me like i said you know you bring me you used to bring me cups of coffee and it doesn't happen as often but when it does happen i really appreciate it Think, anything like that like those little acts of service um now yeah, you used to bring me surprise bags of peanut m&ms yeah just randomly and now it's vanilla cokes yeah, <laughs> that's vanilla coke because i don't really drink a lot of soda but vanilla coke man i will uh I'll do some sketchy shit for a vanilla Coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do miss the little random bags of peanut M&Ms. I mean, I don't think my stomach misses them, but I do. Yeah, a lot of the, uh, <laughs> a lot of those kind of like it's tiny. Just little things. Yeah, the tiny gifts kind of went to the wayside, and we were like, when we realized how much we were spending on all the little things, we were yeah. like, all right, we need to stop buying all these things. We're at a place now where we're like, we could probably introduce some of that stuff again. Yeah. But no, I just surprised you with big things. Yeah. Well, stop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we don't own stock in Amazon, all right? We should. <laughs> we can't afford stock in I Amazon. Know. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, question three. What's something you'd like to do together that we've never done? Here you go. And uh, what makes it so inviting to you? Um... Camping trips, um, just kind of like those those overnight trips. And the reason why it's inviting to me is because we did a lot of them when I was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Nostalgia. Uh, when I was right around the age of the younger two, um, that's when my dad had us out at the lake or out in the mountains or we were catching lizards and crickets and playing in the mud and swimming and, you know, like doing outdoors stuff like the, some of the best memories of my life are from those years being outdoors doing those things um and i feel like 
the kids and the family as a whole could, you know, learn and appreciate some of that stuff. You know, you spend a weekend out in the woods where you don't have internet and you don't have electricity Mm -hmm. and it's literally just you and your family and a fire and some food and, you know, you're just talking and playing and having a stick sword fight or whatever, you know. When you do come home and you get that hot shower and you get electricity and air conditioning, you appreciate that more. A little bit more, yep. Um, It's getting to the reach back to that primal part of you. And for me, it's those are the good memories of my life, is mm-hmm. being outdoors and doing that stuff. So that's why I was like, I want to do that with my family. And I know it's hard because you're very much a plan person, right? Yeah. And you appreciate <laughs> the luxuries of modern civilization. Very much so. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There are parts of me that are very bougie, and one of them is liking a hotel over the grass. Yeah. Um, but I do miss our weekends at the cabin. Yeah. Those are fun. And we're not talking some luxurious cabin. There's no freaking running water. There's still no showers. There's no... Yeah. Indoor toilet. Old school kind of stuff, but I just it was nice to be able to take the kids up there. Yeah. Especially now that they're older, I feel like those trips would be a lot easier than when we were taking babies up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't yeah. know. I think you tend to try to bring things into your relationship that you did as a child. So you end up with this mismatch of ideas from both sides of well this is what I enjoyed with my parents and this is what I enjoyed with my parents and you just have to try to find a comfortable way to meld them together to make new experiences for your family and your kids well I mean the nice thing is your parents were kind of homebodies too so a lot of the things that you did growing up are easy to incorporate into our current lifestyle oh yeah whereas my dad very much wasn't my dad was a social butterfly an outdoor dude Mm -hmm. like he wanted to hike and climb and fish and you know he wanted to explore and those are things that are still very much part of my character. Yeah. Um, I still very much enjoy those things. But I'm also the only person in the house that kind of does. Yeah. Some of that's conditioning for them, but... Yeah, and it could be mostly my fault. <laughs> it's not like to go anywhere. But, I mean, if we want to talk about how you grew up, my parents, if they wanted... They were social, but they wanted to be social by themselves, mm-hmm. not social with children. So we just yeah. got used to being left at home either with a babysitter or by ourselves to our own devices so and if you want to talk outdoorsy the most we did was my mother during the summer vacations would get a architecture book from the city we lived in from the library and then walk us around downtown areas to look at the architecture and talk about the historical blah 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 until <laughs> we were bored to death in the heat no. yeah so my dad was, was the, not our cup of tea my dad was more of the uh let's go hiking in the woods and then when we go hiking in the woods like my dad i mean you know you've seen him and you see him interacting with the kids too is he's got such a big imagination and he's mm-hmm. just a big kid and oh yeah i appreciated that growing up um i kind of some part of me really wants to reconnect with that so yeah. that i can be that for my kids a little bit uh, it's a struggle though like there's mm-hmm. there's been major shifts in my life since then um, yeah you're also not exactly the same person your father is. Your father is going to be a giant child the rest of his life. I love you, Joe, but he's just a grown kid. And he really is, and he's he got never, a different view of it's life. Actually, than most. something I, I very much idealize about him. Right, mm-hmm. my dad has never lost the love of life. No, he's right? not. Everything is a, an adventure, and it's fun and exploring, and let's yep. pretend to be in you know, and it's. It's harder for me to get to that headspace than it probably should be. And a lot of that, I think, is just... Life. Yeah. You had a different life experience yeah. as an adult than your dad did. 
your dad paved his own way his entire adult life. You yeah. didn't really have that option. Yeah. And so that's something I, I do want to trigger into the kids. Because I, I noticed, like, after dad visited this last time, um, how much he rekindled that in the kids, right? Mm-hmm. He, he has this ability to impart this joy and love, you know, that I struggle to, I appreciate it, you know, hysterically, yeah. but I can't generate that internally. My dad very much can. Uh, and I'm hoping, I, I guess that's maybe really it. The, the hope is that by getting outdoors and going camping and looking for frogs and lizards and stuff, right? Like that it's going to re-trigger that part of me mm-hmm. that I kind of miss and I want my kids to experience, Yeah, you know? It's hard for me because I want them to experience all of those things that I just don't enjoy. Yeah. So it's an internal struggle for me to go, okay, you can get through this day. You can get through these couple hours. You can get through this weekend and you can make this happen. And then trying to get through it while I'm doing it and reminding myself, this is for the kids. We're doing this for the kids. It's, it's for us as a family. And I have a hard time a lot and I don't feel like I should have as hard a time as I do. Yeah. I I think that's why like the RV is almost the perfect solution for us Yeah. because it gives you a bit of modern luxury while still giving us access to the outdoors. Right. The problem is, is I'm concerned that if we have this indoor space that's got beds and TVs and all kinds of stuff, that the kids won't, the want, kids to go won't want to go outside. They're mm-hmm. going to want to spend all their time in the RV. Whereas if we have them in like a tent, like there's literally nothing to do in the tent. You might as well go outside, right? Just And I'll go outside if the weather is okay. Like, see, and that's the difference. I don't miss Colorado, but I miss outdoors Colorado. Yeah. Because... I could go outside in Colorado with the kids and it not bother me. We'll go in the backyard. We'll yeah. go hang out in the front yard. It was fine. It's when we got to the south that I am very anti-outside. So it's I like, very uncomfortable. <laughs> I love Colorado. I don't enjoy the people I know in Colorado Correct. anymore. Agreed. I've grown, and I think that's probably part of it, is we've outgrown the people we knew in yes, Colorado. Yes, very much so. But I still loved Colorado. I loved the desert, the mountain air, the mm-hmm. how pretty it was. But I mean, even the cap- last couple times we've gone back, it's not what it was. It's not the same. Ten no, years ago, it's not what I remember. Um, it's yeah. changed a lot. Um, I mean, you've got these childhood memories ingrained in Lookout Mountain and Estes Park and uh, Red Rocks and all these other places we yeah. used to go visit. And I don't know. It's like. Colorado went from this great outdoors vacation spot to this touristy overrun. Yeah. It's just not the same. It's not the same. No. And that's why I'm hoping, like, getting other places on that range, like yeah. maybe in Wyoming or Montana Utah. or whatever, Utah, mm-hmm. um, you can capture, hopefully capture some of that again and, and be able to enjoy that. But I, yeah. that's the one thing I really would like to do. I'd like to be able to go out, go back outdoors and bring that into the family. Yep. What you got? All right. See, we do ramble. I told you so. Um, number four. What was the last thing I did for you that you really enjoyed? And what made it so pleasant for you? Uh-oh. <laughs> this is a family show. No, uh, <laughs> no it's not. <laughs> um, we have never claimed that. I don't know. It's hard to pick one because you do so many things uh, for me in and around the house. Like even so far as like buying me things and doing stuff around the house, it's hard to really like pick one that was like earth shattering. I mean, for me, it's the obvious, well, it's obvious for me, um, but is 
when you spent six months making a gift. You know what I mean? And mm. it's not a gift I'm ever really going to use. It's but it's unique. It's one of a kind. It's it was fucking cool. You put a lot of time and effort into it, and it's evident you put a lot of time and effort, and it's a one-of-a-kind gift that I'm probably never going to be able to see anybody else ever have. Um, and to me, just put into perspective how much you put your heart and soul into your gift-giving, right? Like, that really is your love language. You like giving gifts, and it's not so much even that it's, it's – you like to see people's reaction when they get the yes. thing, right? <laughs> the problem is, is you constantly have the need to want to, like – one up yourself Myself, all the time yeah and you're struggling i can tell the last like six months or a year maybe two years like you're struggling to come up with ways to like up the outdo myself yeah because yeah. you know i ugh, i went hard those yeah. first couple of years and now yeah. i'm like but now i've got to do something better but now i've got to do something better and eventually you hit the ceiling you're like there is nothing better that i'm capable <laughs> of pulling out of my ass <laughs> so yeah your turn um, so there's two things really, and it's going to go on two different spectrums. So one's going to be a gift giving type of thing, but it's when you got me my treadmill because I've wanted one for years yeah. and willing to spend that kind of money on me, um, knowing how important my health and my fitness and all of that stuff is to me, um, meant a lot. And I really appreciate it. Not just because you wanted to get me something I would use, but because you understand how important what it does for me is to me. Yeah. Um, makes me feel like you listen. Yeah. Well, I had to, like, the other thing is it was like, it was a unique aligning of the stars, right? Because yeah. it's not something, buying something of that dollar value wasn't something that I would have been capable of doing two, three, four, five, six years ago. There's yeah. just no way, right? Yeah. And the fact that I was able to do it, and this was the one you really wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you showed me five or six different variations, and but this is the one you really wanted. I was like, well, this is the one I got to get. So I really had to I had to dig around, but I, I was able to do it. So yeah. what was no, the other it's, one? It was awesome. Still my favorite gift ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and my other one is just when we rearranged the house the other day. Yeah. Because... Having somebody that's willing to put up with the fact that I know dog shit about my own computer mm-hmm. and that you will go to great lengths to set it up and make sure it's done just right and plug all my things in and arrange it just so, so that I don't have to do any of it or fumble my way through. I am always very grateful for that. Every time I need you to fix my computer, every time you have to rearrange it or change out a part or yeah, just... Those things are important to me. We rearranged the entire house and you redid every electronical device in this house. It would still be on the floor in a pile if I was doing it. Well, so, so. the thing is, is it, it's it's also a preventive venture for me. <laughs> so I don't break anything? Right. Because if, <laughs> if, it's not so much if you break That's anything. That's rude. It's not so much if you break anything. It's like, if I put it together, I know that it's done right. Yeah. So I know that it's not going to cause issues in three days, four days, and five days, And if I do days, it, we know days. it's wrong. Yeah. Whereas if you put it together... <laughs> You're going to get frustrated and you're going to get pissed off. And then when it doesn't work, you're just going to start freaking out and you're going to go to atmosphere. And I was like, you know what? I can save us all of that headache if I just do it. So you just want to avoid the headache rather than doing it out of the kindness of your heart? Partially, yes. (laughs) Well, I take it differently, okay? Okay, well. (laughs) Just keep thinking that way, yeah? 
All right. <laughs> love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> Ass. <laughs> okay. Um, this one might be hard. So hard. <sighs> All right. Dog tags. So I know my dog tag is noisy. Sorry. Um, which of our couple friends or acquaintances do we admire the most? And what is it about their relationship that impresses you? So here's the thing. I don't admire any of them. We don't really have any friends that are in long-term relationships that I would idealize. Um, yeah. Partially because of the age bracket that we're in. Mm-hmm. And also because of our small friendship circle. Yeah. Right? Um we don't have that many like really bona fide friends and my closest friend is a single is dude. single yep um and unfortunately and it's part of the reason why we created this podcast we see a lot of not so healthy relationships yeah. they're functioning and they a lot of people we know have functioning relationships but i wouldn't call them healthy or thriving or, right. right the some of the some of the relationships that we have that are long standing the individuals are thriving right Correct. He's thriving, she's thriving, but they're living their own lives, right? Exactly. Like the only connection is the fact that they're married and they may or may not have children. Yep. And to me, that doesn't seem like the relationship you want, right? No. So I guess for me, I don't have any personally that I would idealize. I don't either. I have an ideal relationship picture in my head, Mm -hmm. and that's what I strive for, right? I I strive to be the best man that I can be for my family. And I know you strive to be the best woman that you can for your family, um, but our family comes together stronger because we're together and we accent each other and we talk about this stuff and yep. we never forget that it's us that makes this relationship. It's us that makes this house. Right. Um, and all the other stuff is just extras, right? Um, and the extras are never going to be more important than the relationship itself, right? Yeah. My job is important. It is. It gives us money. It gives us security. It gives us stability. But it's never going to be more important than my family. Yeah. Um, and it's those kind of ideals that we strive for. And unfortunately, that type of relationship that you know that we that we talk about on this podcast are super rare. Um, yeah. And nobody that I know has those type of relationship that I would that I know personally that I would strive to idolize or. Right. And it's funny because I don't think we thought that hard about it, the other couple's relationships that we're surrounded by, um, until, when I'm going to shout them out again for like the millionth time on this podcast, but the worst therapist in the world, um, when we started to see him, um, it actually brought to surface that a lot of the people that we know are just not very sustainable, stable, or healthy some people we know have relationships out of the stubbornness of their relationship yeah they're not willing to quit right and quitting isn't always the wrong answer it's not but it also shouldn't be the first answer correct there's a balance there you gotta know when to draw the line though and know when you aren't complimenting somebody else i think the the light bulb moment for us um was when we it's probably the second or third time we met with him Mm mm-hmm and he said, you don't need couples counseling. Nope. <laughs> you need individual counseling. Yep. Because you both have your own bags of shit that you're dragging around with you. Yep. And he said, if you guys work on that and improve each other 
improve individually, your relationship will begin to thrive. Because what was causing us issues in the relationship wasn't the structure of our relationship. It wasn't the ideals of our relationship. It was yeah. the individual shenanigans that we brought with us into the relationship that, that was causing strife, right? Yep. We never worked through. And once we started to figure ourselves out, and by means we are nowhere near done with that journey, but it made it easier to focus it, on the relationship yeah, itself. The relationship started to yeah. flow when we started fixing our own shit, right? Yeah. And so I will say That's not always the case though. As a <laughs> as a man and a man's man, right? There's nothing wrong with going to see a therapist, no. even if it's just to get his opinion or her opinion if you're into females. I don't prefer female therapists, I prefer male therapists. Agreed. Um, just from an an ideology point of view. But um, I also will say that I have, when I started to improve myself, I started seeing things that I could work on to make the relationship better. And by making myself better, I can then better fulfill my role in the family and therefore improve the family as a whole and kind of serve that purpose a bit more, you know? So. Totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. All right. Let's see. What is the best part about being together? How does that make you feel? Speaking of therapists. <laughs> <laughs> does sound like a therapy question. Yeah, right. Um, so best part of being together, I think it's how well we fit. Um, and it's weird. It, it's going to sound super corny. <laughs> but it, our relationship started off not in the perfect light, but perfectly. Yes. Right. It was so effortless, and it was so easy it just, for it that fell. first two years, three years. Yep. Um, to just your personality fit my personality, the way I do things fit the way you do things. Like mm-hmm. we divvied up the roles really quickly, and not saying that wasn't there wasn't strife and turmoil as we learned who we were and how we wanted to be in a relationship and all that stuff. It just seems so much easier than it should have been. (laughs) And I've never had a relationship that easy. Yeah, it was so much more fluid than any previous relationship I'd ever had. So it almost felt like it shouldn't be this easy. Right, exactly. I mean, Um, that's legitimately how I knew, okay, I finally found the right one. Yeah. Because I've made the mistake before of thinking I had and I didn't. Trying to force it. Yeah. Yeah. but no, seeing how easy everything just took off and flowed and how easy it was for us to just get along. and Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think part of that helps is the fact that we were friends for almost a decade before we started dating. You know, I'm going to make a side note here. But I used to roll my eyes at the sentiment and the comment years and years and years ago. But it's not wrong. And I know a lot of studies, statistics, whatever, will back it too. But... Being friends first makes a huge difference. Yeah. It really does. Well, so, and I think that's part of it because lying is part of dating, right? Mm-hmm. When you're lying to some, when you're dating someone, you want them to see the best of you, right? Right. So, especially for the first six months to a year or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she gets up way earlier than you so that she can get her face on and she can do all this, right? And he makes sure that he, his clothes are well-dressed and well-prepared before they go on dates and you know what I mean? You'll see those holy uh, sweatpants. You're showing the best of yourself (laughs) 
when you're friends, you don't give a fuck about that stuff, right? And yeah. I know it's different when men and women are friends versus men and men are friends or girls and girls are friends. But when you're friends, you don't really care, right? And we had we were friends through two breakups time. of mine, a separation and a divorce on your side, and a couple dating, a couple times you dated the dirtbags before you got married, oh, what's yeah. his face? There was three of them right? before so my marriage, yeah. You, we were friends through all of that, so yeah. I saw you through that stuff, right? I, I, we weren't super close in, in the beginning, but we were, it was enough to know that you've been through some shit, and mm-hmm. enough to know that you've seen me go through some shit, right? Yeah. And so we kind of knew a little bit of the history of each other, we had had conversations and been to parties together and like we we interacted enough that there wasn't yeah. any reason to put up the facade right like but even then is, there was always I don't mean to interrupt you but even then we had this effortless chemistry even as friends yeah which other people pointed out rather often but even that was a slow burn right and mm-hmm. for me I was oblivious to fucking all of it yeah um, <laughs> and it wasn't to retrospect that I was looking at it and go yeah okay I see it was there but at the time, I didn't think anything of it, right? Yep. Um, but it, we never, at least for me, I never felt like I had to go through that let's impress her face. Let's yeah. let's try to make her feel like she's got a catch kind of face, right? Like it yeah. was because we'd been friends for so long. You'd known me before I joined the Army. I already and when knew I was what in I had. the Army. And, yep. you know, we, we knew of each other. And especially the the circumstances in which our relationship kind of bubbled to the surface was I was going through a broken engagement uh, dealing with cheating and you were going through a broken marriage going dealing with cheating like we kind of helped each other through that mm-hmm. which helped strengthen the bonds which I think led to the us, reveal of our priorities everything. were already in order when we started dating right? yeah like we already knew we were in it for a long-term relationship oh, yeah. that was going to be stable with family being the centerpiece. Like, those were never questions that needed no. to be asked. So it made the whole thing easier to do. I mean, there were still yeah. intricacies, right? Like, we had to learn how to cohabitate a bathroom. You know, we had to learn how to cohabitate a house and get through all of the little things that you have to deal with when you're living with another human being. Like your piles um, of clothes on the side of your bed. And <laughs> on top of that, two young children, yes. right? Like, two we had to navigate children. all of yeah. that, and it was some heartache and some pain and but the one thing that we've had going for us and I think that's the reason why it was so easy is something you alluded to earlier is we spent a lot of time talking right? yes we talked about dreams we talked about life we talked Goals. about ideals and pasts and what we went through and what we've been through and what we wanted to do with our lives everything out on the table like, no secrets spent yep. so much time talking about stuff that we were that it was never a question of that we were aligned in our goals, you know? Where we stood on kids and marriage and work and and politics. politics. We hashed it all out. And it it wasn't like we sat down and like, all right, we're going to set our political talk tonight, (laughs) right? right? And it was never that. It was just like it came up in conversation. And as we flowed through conversation, Mm -hmm. we realized, well, we don't really agree here, but we do agree here, and this is the middle ground where we can talk about it and everything's safe, right? Mm -hmm. It was just organic conversation, um, to kind of understand where our boundaries were. And again, until we sat down with Dr. Um, I'm just going to call him Mike. Fuck it. Until um, I sat down with Mike that we realized that we were checking all of these blocks that should be checked, 
but we weren't aware that they were one blocks or two needed to be checked off until we did it right yeah and we we're like oh okay this makes sense so yeah it's a I think that's what made it really effortless and smooth for us yeah no I agree and I mean this is why we emphasize how important it is to communicate before you decide that you are going to be in something for the long haul um, all discussions and questions of this nature should happen before you pop that question, before you hit that altar, whatever religion you may be, before you cross that threshold into long-term relationship or marriage, you need to know these things. Yeah. You don't want to be having these heavy, heavy discussions three years into your marriage and you've decided that one of you wants kids and the other one doesn't, or you haven't agreed on what religion you're going to raise them in or i mean how you're going to discipline these are all things people don't necessarily think about yeah um or the topic that we're going to cover next week which is should we bring somebody else into our relationship correct right um because that we're seeing that pop up now between people that we know and that's causing strife and conflict like yep those are all things that should be talked about at the prior to gate yep and that should be settled there should be no question mark about whether or not that's yeah. something that you're going to be open to or not because if it's something that's absolutely necessary for one person in the relationship and it's not okay with the other party that's just not a relationship you can pursue into the future so you can't you can't bank on this other person caving to whatever it is you want if we already know it makes them uncomfortable yeah. and vice versa. So you need to feel fulfilled and the other person needs to feel safe. Yeah. All discussions that need to happen. Absolutely. But we're coming up on about half hour or so. Okay. We've got three left. You want to save them? Yeah, let's save them. All right. <laughs> All right. That wraps it up for this week. Again, uh, if you guys can give us a rating and a review or wherever the hell you listen to your podcasts, uh, and please hop over to Facebook, uh, give us suggestions, things you'd like us to talk about. We'd be happy to engage them. Um, and I'll uh, see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please reach out on Instagram and Facebook. We would love to hear your feedback or suggestions on our next topic. See you next week.